Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Gunshots, bitch. What's going on, Pooh? And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite. Got the Too Much Game podcast. Live from the new sanctuary once again. I didn't fuck my intro up. That's good, nigga. I've been practicing. But, uh, it took me a long time to get today's episode ready. I ain't even gonna lie, dog. You know, it just was a slow fucking news week. Like, y'all niggas know how I get, nigga. When it ain't nothing to talk about, like, it be hard to motivate myself to just, like, randomly make some shit up. You know, like, motherfucker just had one of them days. What's going on, little man? Like, you know, I, my son is in the city right now. My daughter had a sleepover, so, like, I ain't really kicking with my kids and shit. I dropped my kids off earlier, like, yesterday, so they could get cracking, you know, do their little weekend thing. They off on uh, on winter break. So, a motherfucker had, like, a day to myself. Like, I was thinking that I was going to be doing other shit. Like, I kind of figured that I would be like um ride my Harley and shit like with my club brothers like that was the plan but my son hit me this morning like hey daddy could you pick me up and I'm like fuck that shit kind of like threw a wrench in my day because I had like a whole different plan of how my day was gonna go but um so unprofessional and shit but um like nigga like the thing was I had a whole little plan. I was like, all right, I'm finna go ride my bike. Probably be home by the evening time and like write my show and shit. Cause the thing was usually, you know, like everybody who who's used to listening to this show, you know, everybody who's been listening to the show since the beginning, you know, I, I, I've told y'all like the way that I do my show, I write it throughout the week. Like things happen throughout the week, you know, whether it be in the news, the timeline, things that happen in my personal life. Or things like that. Like I'm usually writing my show throughout the week. You know there's been times where I finished the episode. And I would start writing the next episode. Right after the episode that I just finished recording. This week nigga didn't nothing happen. Nigga this been like a fucking a, a slow ass week. So I didn't write shit my nigga. Like I literally just kind of was like. Whatever. I guess it'll just come to me. I'm just going to have to like. You know, figure it out as I go. Like, see how the week goes. Nothing happened, my nigga. So I kind of just neglected it. So, you know, this week come. My bad, y'all. If y'all hear my fucking audio going in and out, nigga, I'm trying to, like, fix my light and shit. But, um, you know, like I said, nigga, it's just fucking ring rust. This shit just like last week, dog. You know, so, like, fucking didn't write my show. Draw my son off. He called me. That shit slowed a nigga process down. Boom. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I just run a Target. Nigga went to Target, did my little shit. So now it's like, I still don't know what the fuck I'm going to do my show about. So I just had to like sit there and incubate my nigga. And like, this is something that I tell people about like podcasting in general. You know, like sometimes you'll have like a writer's block where like things will happen. And for the most part, as a creative, a lot of people are able to draw inspiration from anything. Like, a lot of people could just, like, like, shout out to Big Smash. That motherfucker just jumped in this motherfucker. Like, Big Smash, like, niggas like that, like, some niggas could do a fucking show every day if they wanted to. Like, Big Smash, one of them type of niggas. Like, he always got something to fucking talk about. Like, he can be inspired by the smallest shit. And he can talk for an hour about that shit. Me, personally, like, my fucking process is different. Like, if something don't like, give me that spark, it literally is just like, nigga, I ain't gonna talk about shit then. Like, I'm gonna fucking chill. 
Like, nigga, I be, like, real particular about everything. Like, I'm kind of like a snob almost. It's like if it ain't exactly what I want, then I'll just chill. Like, I damn near didn't even record an episode. But the thing was, the way that shit's been going, like, me being on that long-ass break, I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do something, motherfucker. Like, it ain't no way I'm not going to fucking record. So, like, I literally just sat there. You know, like, I played my oldies, burned my candles, I burned sage, did my Palo Santo. Ate my vitamins and shit, and then, like, I finally, like, something, you know, like, it clicked. It was, like, my little aha moment, you know. So, today's episode, what I want to talk about is not allowing outside factors to affect who you are on the inside, to not affect how you move, what you do, you know, like, that's kind of something that's been going on in my personal life. I'm not going to get... um Super detailed or specific about that shit But like you know like That's like one of the things that's been happening in my personal life Like outside factors affecting people's behavior Not mine per se But that's just been one of the things that's been affecting me recently You know people allowing things to affect how they move How they treat other people You know how they do what they do How they see people You know like um Something that I've been saying for a while, my nigga, like for years. I don't think I've talked about it on this show. So, um, you know how usually like when I tell y'all about when I'm doing my shows and shit, like some episodes I'm planting a seed, other episodes I'm watering something. Today's episode, I'm going to be planting a seed. Not a a super new concept like I always tell y'all. A lot of the shit that I be talking about, it ain't like I'm creating these things. You know, these are just my different perspective on things that were already created. But, like, something that I've been saying for years is, you know, can't nobody turn you into nothing that you wasn't in the first place. You know, like, people will say, like, oh, you know, fucking with that dude, he hurt my feelings and that turned me into a savage. Or, you know, like, oh, you know, I I, I was a good guy and then I was fucking with these women and then that shit turned me into a, a fuck boy. Nigga, nobody could turn you into something, my nigga. Like, you was already that in the first place, my nigga. That behavior that they... Exhibited or that thing that happened to you That little trauma just unlocked something That was there in the first place You know like Damn I tried to hit the fucking bomb The shit was off But um Y'all hear that shit But yeah like nigga like everything That a person is Was there the whole fucking time It's like um What was that shit like Star Wars When that nigga had the force you know, or like um, the Matrix when the motherfucker was the you you was the one the whole fucking time. You know, all it took was the right factor to turn you into that to unlock that thing that was already there. You know, and a lot of times that's what goes on with a lot of people in a negative sense. You know, a lot of motherfuckers will say, oh, the reason that I'm like this is because my dad didn't fuck with me. Oh, the reason that I'm like this is because my mom did this or the reason that I'm like this is because. Women is like this and it's like nigga you can't be allowing outside factors to turn you into something that you wasn't in the first place or something that you didn't think you was in the first place or especially something that you know ain't cool at all. You know like certain people like uh, are petty. I hate petty motherfuckers like that's like one of my fucking pet peeves about people in general you know especially like maybe the last eight or nine years. You know, motherfuckers are brag about being petty. Like, I'm petty. I'll do this if you do this or you do this and I'll do this. Like, me personally, my nigga, like, um, if y'all into the Zodiac shit, like, nigga, I'm a fucking Scorpio, dog. Anybody who knows about Scorpios, Scorpios are vengeful, my nigga. Like, I used to say a lot of times, like, when I was younger, like, nigga, I'm addicted to revenge. It's like I get a high off of revenge. It's like almost... Worth a motherfucker doing some fucked up shit For me to be able to get revenge And like as an older More mature person It's like I can't think like that Like I don't even move like that no more Like I used to think that was like the coolest shit Like uh, Tupac said You know revenge is like the sweetest joy Next to getting pussy Like that was literally how I felt My nigga like I would get like endorphins Released from getting revenge On a motherfucker And it's like At the end of the day, nigga, my negative reaction to a stimulus never really got me no good results in life, my nigga. You know, and that's like what I really want to be talking like. Like, that's what I want to talk about today. 
Like a lot of us think that it's cool to get motherfuckers back. You know, like to 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 get your revenge on a motherfucker to get your fucking lick back. And I'm not saying that it's unnecessary because sometimes, nigga, when a motherfucker do you wrong, the only way to stop them from doing you wrong is to do them wrong back. But at the same time, a lot of what happens in our life that's going fucked up is because we are moving based on something that fucked up, something fucked up that happened to us. And we trying to exact revenge on motherfuckers that ain't even touch us like how motherfuckers say that you got baggage or you need to heal. You know, just like right now, like the transition that I'm going through in my life right now, I'm not in the boom, boom room. I'm not in the situation that I was at in the first place, you know, like just to fucking keep it extra plain, extra basic, you know, to let the fucking cat out of the bag. I'm no longer in my marriage, my nigga. You know, if y'all watch on YouTube, you don't see my fucking ring on my hand no more. You know, so like me being out of my marriage, I can't allow how I move moving forward to be based on the things that went negatively in my marriage. Like the fact that I'm single now, I can't be trying to take out my negative feelings toward my wife on the next person who I deal with, you know, especially because like, you know, you never know. I might end up back with my wife. I I have no fucking clue, but it's like, I can't move based on negative emotions from the situation that I was in prior You know, a lot of what the fuck happened with us, a lot of the things that went negative between me and her was things that happened to us in our past and us moving off of those things. You know, whether that be childhood trauma, um, past relationships, past situations with other people who we weren't in romantic relationships with, because a lot of people's relationship trauma ain't always from romantic relationships. Some people's relationship traumas are from relationships they have with their parents, relationships they have with their friends, relationships they just have with other people in general. How people treated you growing up got you treating your romantic relationships a certain way. You know, how your friends treated you in high school got you treating your romantic situations a certain way. You know, like I said, like this ain't 100% pertaining to what happened in my household. This is just me speaking generally now. Like a lot of what the fuck happens between us and other people, we carry that shit with us. And it's like, you don't have to, my nigga. Like you you have a personal choice on whether or not to allow your traumas to move forward with you, my nigga. You know, like I said, you know, like how they call it baggage. Like it's up to you whether you want to carry that baggage or let that shit go, my nigga. Like, that shit is completely up to you, nigga. That's a personal choice. Like, I be telling females that shit all the time. You know, like, females who go through a whole phase when they come out of a relationship. Like, oh, you know, my my relationship with him went bad, so I start acting out. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, you only devaluing you. You only hurting you when you try to get revenge on another motherfucker by doing shit that devalues you. You know, like, you're not going to hurt me by getting a train ran on you. You're not going to hurt me by fucking somebody else. You only going to make you look stupid. You're going to make yourself look fucked up. Like, you you fucking up your own personal value by trying to do something to hurt me. You know, like I said, like, this is general. This ain't no subs. Like, this is what the fuck this episode is about. You know, like I tell niggas all the time, like niggas that be wanting to be on some, oh, nigga, I'm on some savage shit. You know, these bitches ain't nothing. These bitches this, these bitches is that. You know, and I've talked about this shit on podcasts with a lot of people. Like, it's a vicious cycle in the dating game, like just amongst, you know, interpersonal relationships with people, like uh, romantic relationships with people. Hurt people hurt people. Punk ass bitches create fuck boys and fuck boys create punk ass bitches. You know, whichever one did whichever first, it don't even fucking matter. It's like the chicken or the egg, my nigga. It's like these females be on some bullshit because these niggas be on some bullshit and vice versa. You know, a lot of females will come in contact with these buster ass niggas and think that these niggas is busters just because these niggas is busters. No, like nigga, these niggas... Probably got they feelings hurt in high school. 
maybe even junior high school. And now as an adult, they still moving on their trauma from a girl who broke their heart when they was 13 years old and vice versa. A lot of these women is on some fuck these niggas get money. I'm not whoop de whoop. I'm a fucking savage. I move like this. I move like a nigga for the same reason. Some nigga broke her heart. Some nigga did her wrong. She had all the best intentions and some nigga did some sucker shit. So now she run around this motherfucker on some. Now I'm a savage. Now I move like a nigga shit, you know, and it's like all trauma that we carrying around that we got to fucking let go. My nigga, like, it's not cool to move based on your trauma. You know, like I've been talking to a person like, you know, and a lot of the shit we was talking about in conversation. I was like, you, you, you go to therapy, huh? You know, and she was like, yeah, because I'm like, I could just tell by how self-aware you are and, you know, the way that you. Um, talking about what happened to you in the past and how you moving forward from that shit. And it's like shit like that, like conversations like that make me be like, damn, I kind of do want to go to therapy and shit, you know, because like the shit just sounded cool. Like the the way that a, a therapist could break down your baggage is cool because something uh, that a lot of motherfuckers who go to therapy, like a term they always use a lot is unpacking. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, like, oh, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. You know, and it goes back to the fucking uh, the analogy of baggage, my niggas. Like, sometimes you got to unpack your bag. Sometimes you just got to let them motherfuckers go. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, nigga, you can't be walking around with this shit because it's heavy, my nigga. It weighs you down. You know, like me personally, I've had a lot of fucked up relationships. You know, I've had a lot of emotional trauma. Like, I've had a lot of fucked up shit happen to me, my nigga. But one thing I don't ever do is allow it to fuck up what's going on in the front of me, my nigga. You know, like, your windshield is this fucking big, my nigga. Your fucking rearview mirror is this big. Because you're supposed to be looking at your fucking windshield ten times more than you look at the rearview mirror, my nigga. You know, like... I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, you know, you see the memes about like, oh, if, if if a motherfucker told me, would you get back with your ex or would you shoot yourself in the foot? Like, oh, give me the gun. Like, nigga, I ain't got no ill will toward none of my exes. I don't hate none of my exes. Like, I literally love every ex I've ever had, even after a bad breakup. Like, no matter how fucked up it went between us, my nigga, like. When you shit on your ex, when you shit on a motherfucker who you was fucking with, like, that shit make you look worse. You know, because just like with women who shit on their baby daddies, it's always like, okay, so he ain't shit, he a fuckboy, he terrible. But you let that nigga bust a nut in you. You know, some of you motherfuckers look even worse, because it's like, my nigga, how the fuck you saying this nigga ain't shit, and you done let this nigga bust in you three or four times, and you kept all four of the babies? Like, make that shit make sense, my nigga. You know, like, I get it. You mad at that person right now. You mad at that person for what happened after. But at the same time, like, my nigga, that person is attached to you because at one point you was in love with that person. At one point, that person could do no wrong in your eyes. At one at one point, you really was fucking with that person, my nigga. So it's like, come on, dog. You, you can't allow what the fuck happened negatively. To affect how you move forward Because that's gonna fuck up everything moving forward 
you know, like me, one of my things, like with people who I deal with, like I love to hear what the fuck they've been on before they met me. You know, like I love to hear, you know, how their parents got down, if their parents are still together. You know, what type of relationships they have with their parents. Like something that I tell people as far as like questions to ask a potential mate, my nigga, like when you dealing with a female, like one of my main shits when I deal with females, like I like to ask they ass, like nigga, are your parents still together? You know, like I ask them, like what type of relationship do you have with your father? Like you and your daddy get along? You and your daddy cool? You and your mama still cool? You know, because a lot of people who got a fucked up relationship with the parent, of the opposite sex It's a lot of trauma That you gonna deal with Dealing with that person You know It's a lot of shit That they gonna do That's gonna be attached To how they feel About that parent Of the opposite sex My nigga You know And it's like You gotta navigate Around that shit My nigga And as a person As you the person You know Because like with me My nigga Like I got Negative relationships With people I got motherfuckers Who when I was little Like Didn't treat me the best But I can't move forward with that shit. Like, I can't punish a person who ain't never touched me because of somebody who did, my nigga. You know, like, you miss out on a lot of good people because of the baggage that you carrying from a bad person. Just because somebody before the person who you in front of fucked you over that don't mean that the person in front of you gonna fuck you over, my nigga. Like, you can't even move around like that. Like, you gotta have a short fucking memory about shit like that. You know, because at the end of the day, how the fuck you gonna be mad at me for the actions of a nigga that I ain't never met? Just because he was an asshole don't make me an asshole. And it'd be funny because, like, I, I when I be talking to women and they be like, oh, you a Scorpio? I can't fuck with a Scorpio because Scorpios do this. Oh, you from Compton? Oh, I can't fuck with no Compton niggas because Compton niggas do this. Oh, you, you, you light skin or you bald head or like any stupid shit like that, my nigga. Like, you can't fucking think like that, my nigga. You know, that's like saying, oh, you're a dog. Oh, I got bit by a fucking pit bull. Like, nigga, I'm a chihuahua, my nigga. Like, you can't fucking move like that, dog. Like, you have to treat everything. Or let me say, like, you got to move with everybody. Like they a whole separate person because we all fucking different, my nigga. You know, like what the fuck happened behind you ain't got shit to do with what's happening in front of you, my nigga. Like if I base my relationships off of motherfuckers who fucked me over back in the day, nigga, I I, I never would have gotten to a fucking relationship. You know, just like right now, like, you know, like I said, I'm no longer in my marriage. And people been asking me, you know, everybody who's found out that I'm out of my marriage is asking me, like, you know, well, how do you feel about marriage? Like, nigga, I plan on getting married again at some point, my nigga. Like, just because my shit didn't work don't mean that marriage don't work, my nigga. You know, like my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents stayed together forever, my nigga, and they was happy and it worked. So I know marriage still works. My shit just didn't work. But I'm not finna be, like, mad because my shit didn't work. Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, it don't work because mine didn't work. Nigga, that's like saying, oh, my car broke down, so I don't want a car no more. You know, like, we can't fucking move like that, my nigga. Like, you can't let outside factors affect how you move, dog. Just like with money, my nigga. You know, like, they say money's the root of all evil. No, the love of money is the root of all evil, my nigga. Like, it's 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 cool motherfuckers who got money. Like, I was the same nigga with money as I was when I was broke. Everybody who know me know that shit, nigga. When I was wearing fucking Reebok Classics every day, I was the same nigga as I am with 150 pair of shoes. My nigga, I'm the same nigga. But it's because I don't really like to let outside factors affect me, my nigga. Because at the end of the day, one bad decision and all the shit could be gone. One good decision and all this shit could be multiplied a hundred times, my nigga. You know, like I tell motherfuckers about like how you treat people who can't do nothing for you. You know, it's like you you treat homeless people fucked up, but you treat niggas who got money better. Like you treat a fucking a celebrity like he got, but you treat the nigga down the street like he ain't shit. And at the end of the day, my nigga, this nigga right here, the broke nigga, one hot rap song and he on the radio now. 
Nigga, one bad decision, nigga, you say some stupid shit on Twitter, and that same celebrity will be pumping your gas within the next two years, my nigga. Like, one bounce of the ball can take you from poverty to riches and from riches to poverty. You know, so you got to learn how to treat everybody the same, my nigga. You know, like, I forgot how to say and go, but it's like, nigga, like, watch how you treat people because, like, the ass that you kick will turn around and be the ass you have to kiss. You know, like, that's some real shit, my nigga, because it's happened to me, my nigga. Like, 2009, April, nigga, I got my fucking CDL suspended, my nigga. Like, I was driving trucks, like, in my, you know, my 20s and shit. Like, I was doing well, my nigga. I was making cool-ass money, dog. You know, and all it took was, nigga, one ticket out there in Arizona, my nigga. I was in Yuma, Arizona. I was taking loads out of Rialto. I was hauling rebar. Heavy ass fucking bars, my nigga. You know, like if y'all, anybody who know about trucking, the trailers that we haul, the usual trailer that you'll see on the highway, 53 foot fucking trailers, right? Nigga, the bars that I'm hauling are 70 feet. In the state of Arizona, you're not supposed to have 70 foot bars. These bars that I had, overweight, heavy as a motherfucker. Like literally the load that I was carrying was illegal in at least five different ways, dog. But the the thing was, my job was like, hey, nigga, we'll pay you this little extra whoop-de-whoop if you take these loads in the, uh, into Yuma, Arizona. All you got to do is skip the scale, and won't nobody be none the wiser. Psh, nigga, say no more, nigga. I'm taking them loads like it ain't shit, my nigga. Boom, 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 boom. So, nigga, one day, nigga, I skipped the scale like I was usually doing. Nigga, the highway patrol was waiting on my goofy ass. My nigga cracked me. Cracked me and another driver, right? Nigga, this motherfucker threw the book at me, gave me the fattest ticket I ever fucking seen, dog. That shit was like a couple of thousand for that fucking ticket. Motherfucker suspended my license, nigga, and I'm talking about literally, my nigga. I went from being on to being broke, my nigga. Like, nigga, the, the, the shit fucked me up, my nigga. I lost my CDO. They fired me from my job. The fact that I got fired, I didn't qualify for unemployment, my nigga. So I went from literally... Nigga, at the time that this shit happened, I was buying a house. This was 2009, right? Nigga, I was in escrow and everything on a fucking house, my nigga. Lost the fucking house. They repoed my... Nigga, they took everything, my nigga. I was all fucked up. You know, and the thing was, at the time... And I might have told the story on this show, I'm not sure, but, like, I was in church heavy. Like, I was super Christian, my nigga. Like, at this point, I wasn't cussing. Nigga, I was paying tithes every week. Nigga, I was going to church four days a week, nigga. Sunday morning, Monday evening Bible study, Wednesday and Friday evening Bible study, my nigga, like, I was church the fuck up, and this was, like, part of, you know, and I'm not talking negatively on Christianity, but, like, this is part of why I was so fucked up, because usually in a situation like that, like, nigga, I went straight to the street, like, I had a line on weed, my nigga, like, I could, I, I was getting, I was getting pounds of weed for, like, two fifty, three hundred dollars my nigga, like, I could have, I could have made all my money back and been cool getting it out the street. Like, I had a line on guns. I could have I did all type of shit, but being that I was in church, like, nigga, I wasn't finna, you know, basically step on my religion to get some fucking money. So, nigga, I just was like, nigga, I got I to gotta figure out a legal way to do this shit. Nigga, it was probably like eight or nine months, my nigga. I was broke as fuck, nigga. My wife was literally taking care of me, my nigga. She was carrying me, my nigga. Like, I, I ain't have a dollar to my name, nigga. If it wasn't for my wife, I'd have been all fucked up, nigga. I'd have been on the fucking street, basically, my nigga. You know, my wife carried me through that fucking time. But, you know, it was it was like an overnight fucking thing, my nigga. It was like I went from being the, the sole provider in my household, my nigga, to being a fucking dependent, my nigga. My wife could have claimed me on her motherfucking taxes for 09. Nigga, that's how bad I was fucking doing. You know, and it was like that time literally was like the biggest slice of humble pie you can give a nigga. Like, nigga, you think you that nigga because of the fucking money you making, my nigga. Like, you feel like you you 10 feet tall. Like, nigga, I got money, my nigga. I could do this. I could do that. I could do this and I can do that. And it's like, nigga, like I said, nigga, one bad decision, my nigga, one fucked up thing happened. And you'll be that nigga you used to talk shit about. You know, like on last episode when I said, like, when I run into the popular niggas from high school and I tell them niggas I don't want no fucking ice in my Sprite. It's like I went from talking bad to 
talking bad to niggas who don't go got money to being one of the niggas who don't got money. You know, and it was like, I, I learned a lot about myself. Sorry, that was a burden. I ain't having like a vulnerable crime moment. But like, nigga, that was like, it, it, it taught me a lot about who I am, my nigga. You know, like fucked up times to teach you about who you are. You know, like that fucked up time taught me a lot about what I'm talking about on today's episode. Not allowing outside factors to turn you into something that you wasn't in the first place. You know, like going from having a lot of money to not having no money didn't change me as a person. You know, it changed how I looked at shit. It changed how I looked at a lot of people. You know, because, you know, a lot of motherfuckers fuck with you when you got bread, but they don't fuck with you when you broke. You know, a lot of motherfuckers will call and see what's up with you when you the one who's buying things. But they don't really want to fuck with you when you the one who's needing things. You know, like, but I don't I don't regret this shit. You know, it sucked when it happened. You know, and y'all niggas know I've done a lot of episodes about this shit. But it's like I tell motherfuckers to embrace your losses, my nigga. You know, when shit goes fucked up, when shit don't go your way, you know, as much as it sucks in the time, like, you got to appreciate that shit happen, my nigga. Like, you got to find the lesson in a lot of those fucking fucked up circumstances that happen to you, my nigga. Like, shit goes fucked up for a reason, my nigga. Like, life wouldn't be beautiful without those fucked up moments. It's a lot of shit that happened in your life that you wish wasn't happening in the moment but like i don't wish that didn't happen to me you know as much as it's fucked up as much as i'll probably be a lot farther in life right now if that never happened to me i'm glad that happened to me because it taught me a lot you know like that was like one of the biggest lessons i've ever learned my nigga just like right now like the circumstance that i'm in my nigga like this is a learning situation my nigga as fucked up as it is this is a learning experience my nigga like i'm learning things about myself You know, like I've been single before, but it's like it's a trip to see me single at 39 as opposed to me being single at 22. You know, like a a lot of the solitude that I have right now, like a lot of the things that I'm experiencing and going through and a lot of the interactions that I'm having with people. Like it's just a trip to see how much shit that I'm learning because of something that I wish never happened, my nigga. You know, but like I said, as much as you don't want these negative circumstances to happen to you in your life, like you got to embrace the negative just as much as the fucking positive, my nigga. You know, shit goes fucked up, but it's like these are your opportunities to show the type of person that you are. These are your opportunities to show what you really made out of, my nigga. You know, like these are your opportunities to let motherfuckers know that you you steal that motherfucker. Whether you on top or you on bottom, you still the same motherfucker that you was. Like I said, nigga, you shouldn't allow negative circumstances to turn you into something that you not. You know, like I'm not going to let this shit like turn me into a fuck boy. You know, I'm not going to let this shit be like, oh, well, since this happened to me, now I'm finna start breaking these bitches heart. Now that I'm sad, I'm finna start making these bitches sad, like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That doesn't benefit me, my nigga. That shit hurts me. You know, and that's something that I'm I'm telling you motherfuckers on this episode. Never allow these outside factors to change who you are, my nigga. Especially for the negative. If anything, my negative circumstance is going to change me for the positive. It's going to turn me into a better person. It's going to change how I move and stop me from doing the things that put me in the situation that I am in. You know, like, that's what you should be doing when it comes to some shit negative happening to you. It shouldn't turn you into a worse person. It should turn you into a better person. You know, a heartbreak shouldn't turn you into a fuck boy. A heartbreak shouldn't send you into a whole phase. You know, a heartbreak should send you 
into a situation where you want to sit and learn. You know, where you like sit back and see what went wrong. Where did you go wrong? Where did you misjudge somebody? Where did you do something that you feel like you maybe I should have did more of this? Maybe I should have did less of this. You know, maybe I shouldn't have did this in general. You know, maybe I should have saw this red flag. Maybe I should have held myself more accountable in this situation. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. Like, that's what you should be doing after a heartbreak, not blaming the other person like they're just this evil motherfucker. Because at the end of the day, when you go into a fucking relationship, everybody goes into relationships with the best of intentions. Like, nobody goes into a relationship like, I'm finna fuck this bitch over. Or, oh, I'm finna break this nigga heart. And it's possible, but I'm just talking in general, my nigga. Like, genuinely, most of us go into situations with good intentions. Like, I want to be with this person for a long time. I really like this person, and I want to make this person happy. But it don't always end like that, you know. And we can't look at the person who it didn't end well with and pretend that, oh, that person was just an asshole. Oh, me and her broke up because she was a punk-ass bitch, and she was just sorry. No, that's not the case. Nigga, we're broke up because we had a plan and things didn't go according to that plan that we had. And we moved the fuck forward, my nigga. Like, I don't play the blame game. Like, I don't like to say, oh, it's fucked up because she this and she that. Not even because I'm this and I'm that. Because like I said, my nigga, we both had good intentions. We just didn't execute like we were supposed to. You know, and that's the fucking problem, my nigga. Like... I'm not finna move forward and try to hurt nobody because I'm hurt. And this is what this fucking episode is about. Never try to do something because of some shit on the outside. Cause at the end of the day, like you got to know who you are. You know, like that's a lot of what I'm spending my time doing when I'm alone, my nigga, like really figuring out what I want, really figuring out what I should be doing, how I should be moving, you know, like really figuring out like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Where did I fuck up at? Where can I improve? Like, what should I be doing moving forward to improve as a person, to improve as a father, to improve as a boyfriend, husband, son, uncle, nephew, podcaster, hustler, worker, all that shit. You know, and like, this is what the fuck I'm telling motherfuckers, because, you know, like I said, dog, the Too Much Game podcast is all about me teaching as I learn. You know, some of the shit I come on this motherfucking show and I talk about because I know it. Other shit I come on this motherfucking show and talk about because I'm learning it. You know, some of this shit is personal experience from the past. Some of this shit is personal fucking experience from the present, my nigga. You know, like one of my episodes that I feel is the worst episode that I ever fucking had, which is everybody got paid. I feel like that episode and the pilot episode was my two garbage episodes. But the everybody got paid episode, the shit was so whack. I literally sat on my computer throughout the fucking episode and learned about NFTs and talked about it as I was learning. You know, but like, that's what I do on this motherfucker. Like, you know, I don't shit on negative fucking experiences. I learn from them. You know, I enjoy them. Like I said, my nigga shit goes fucked up. My nigga, you lose money. You lose people. Things happen. But it's like, nigga, are you going to let that shit fuck you up or are you going to let that shit make you grow, my nigga? You know, like they say, nigga, pressure bust a pipe, nigga. Pressure going to turn me into a diamond. You know, like just like power. Um, I was having a fucking conversation with Shan. You know, shout out to Shan from the uh, She Gets It podcast. And um, she sent me this fucking meme, my nigga. And it was like basically a bunch of like Democratic politicians and people of power doing all this nasty ass shit. Like it was kind of like some Epstein Island type shit, you know, like allegations of, you know, child pornography and, um, you know, just different freaky ass sex acts, rape and all type of, you know, fuck shit. And she was, you know, just talking about like all these powerful people doing all this nasty shit. You know, something that I had said, like, nigga, you know, they say power is a corruptor, like power corrupts people. But the thing is, power don't corrupt people, my nigga. The people was corrupt already, nigga. All power did was allow them to engage in their fucking corruption. 
And it'd be so funny. Every time that I mention Shan's name, she pop up in the fucking live. What's going on, Shan? But, you know, like I said, like, nigga, a lot of times, you know, powerful people, they was who they was before they got power. Like, I remember at my old job, my nigga, like, we was talking about uh, one of my supervisors. Because my supervisor, he was a bitch-ass nigga. Like, I couldn't stand this punk-ass motherfucker. You know, one thing about me, like, nigga, I, I analyze people. Like, I like to watch motherfuckers, like, how they act, how they move. You know, like, I'm like a fucking freelance psychologist and shit. Like, this punk motherfucker. And, you know, like, one thing I noticed about this nigga and something that holds true every fucking time, this theory that I have about, like, supervisors. A lot of times when you got the type of supervisor that's throwing their weight around, the, you know, the, the building, whether you work in a fucking warehouse or whether you work in corporate America, a lot of those supervisors who 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 are the most, you know, like dictator type motherfuckers, like the, you know, the, the, the most tyrannical, they a bitch at home. You know, it's like, nigga, your girl punking your ass when you at the house. So you want to come to the job. And you want to take that shit out on us because you can't stand up to your woman. You want to stand up to your fucking employees and shit like you really a punk ass nigga. So when you come to the job, you like, yeah, I'll show them, you know, like I say that shit about cops all the time. my nigga, And that ain't no, you know, like I said, that's not no unique thought. That's something that's just a, a, a fucking a universal truth about the fucking police. You bitch ass niggas got picked on all through school. You never got no pussy. Nobody ever liked you. So now you got a gun and a badge and you want to throw your fucking weight around, my nigga. You really a pussy, my nigga, but you got a badge. So now you feel like you got this newfound toughness. Like, yeah, I'm fucking officer. Whoop de whoop now. Like, nigga, you go home, your wife slapping you in your motherfucking face, nigga. You over here mopping the floor when you get off work. You, you, you a bitch ass nigga. But now you got your badge and your gun out here on the street. You know, like I said in the other show, my nigga. You know, when you go home, you Pink Panther. But when you got your badge, you Black Panther. You know, like you you trying to be super fucking tough even though you a punk ass bitch. And that's what power do to a lot of motherfuckers. Like you was weak as fuck your whole life. So now that you got this position, now that you got this fucking title, you feel like that shit turned you into a whole separate fucking entity. You know, and I tell motherfuckers, like, nigga, the reason that I move the way I move, the reason that my voice don't never change, the reason that my fucking disposition don't never change is because I love who I am internally, my nigga. No matter what happened, I always love who I am internally, my nigga. So, like, when shit going fucked up, I still love me. When shit go fucked up, like, I, I could still look myself in the mirror. You know, it's a lot of shit that I've done that I'm not fucking proud of, my nigga. But I can still look myself in the mirror at the end of the day. You know, and that's the reason that I can move how I fucking move. Like, I don't allow how I'm doing financially to turn me into a different nigga. I don't allow what the fuck happens to me or what people say about me to turn me into a different nigga. You know, like, shout out to my nigga Conversations with Lamb. You know, that nigga was on... um the Life Unplugged podcast, you know, shout out to both them niggas, you know, and the nigga said that he felt like I was the best podcaster, my nigga. Like, that shit was like the highest honor in the world, my nigga. Like, I don't do this shit thinking that niggas is going to think I'm the best of a motherfucking thing, especially because it ain't like I got millions of listeners and no shit like that. I'm not fucking famous. I'm not no fucking blue checker. I'm a regular ass nigga. I'm a motherfucking truck driver, dog. But the nigga said that I'm the best fucking podcaster. Like, that shit was like, nigga, my head could have been this motherfucking big after hearing that shit, my nigga. But it's like, I still got to be me, my nigga. Like, even if that nigga said I was the worst podcaster, I still got to be me. You know, and this is just, again, like us as people, not allowing the outside factors to change who we are inside. Not allowing outside factors to change how we move. Or how we operate or what we do or how we look at ourselves, You know, because just like that nigga said that I'm the best podcaster, it's probably somebody who done heard too much game and thought this was the worst bullshit they ever heard. Like, there's probably going to come a time where one day somebody's going to be like, hey, nigga, you Uncle Dolomite from the Too Much Game podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And they like, nigga, that podcast is garbage. 
That shit is bullshit. That's the worst, horrible ass, whack podcast I've heard. I still got to be me, my nigga. Like, I still got to fucking come in this motherfucker and, and do this motherfucker like it's dope, my nigga. You know, and this is something that I tell people in general, my nigga. Like, no matter what, if you don't think what you're doing is dope, nobody going to think it's dope. Even if other people tell you that that shit is trash, you still got to feel like it's dope. And that's you as a person, my nigga. Like, you as a person, you got to feel like you are that motherfucker. You got to feel like you that nigga. Because if you don't feel like that, nobody going to feel like that. And even if nobody feel like that, even if motherfuckers walk around telling you you ain't shit, you still got to feel like you the shit. And I understand that it's more difficult for some people than it is for others. I, I completely understand. You know, because I, I had a conversation with somebody about this exact fucking thing. A, a woman who I was talking to, a very beautiful woman. She's fucking gorgeous. So the thing was, like, we having a conversation just about, like, women and self-esteem and, like, how men treat these women. And she was like, I feel like if women would just carry themselves like they ABC, then men will treat them like that. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. But that's not always the fucking case. You know, like every woman can't require certain things because every woman doesn't bring a certain thing to the fucking table. You know, just like me as a person, like, nigga, I I feel like I'm a very handsome nigga. Like, I feel like I I got a great personality. Like, I bring a lot to the table. I consider myself to be a high value man. But I can't walk around this motherfucker acting like I'm God's gift to women. Because I'm not, my nigga, I'm fucking regular. I tell women that shit, even when they get mad at me. Like, hey, I'm, I'm regular like the rest of these niggas. I ain't nothing special. I'm I'm just motherfucking Anthony. You know, but the, at the end of the day, I can't allow one woman telling me I'm fine as a motherfucker to have me walk around this motherfucker like my shit like this, my nigga. Because I'm going to have my shit like this. And then the next woman that I walk up to going to be like, nigga, you ugly. I don't even like light-skinned niggas. You too short. You too skinny. You too this and you too that. Nigga, then my shit going to be. I can't allow nobody outside to make me feel like I'm nothing that I'm not, my nigga. I have to go and look in the mirror before I walk outside and say, look, nigga, you're A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because, nigga, once you go outside, it's going to be a thousand niggas. They going to have a thousand opinions of you, my nigga. That's why you got to define your motherfucking self. You got to be you when you broke. You got to be you when you got money. You got to be you when niggas telling you you the best fucking podcaster. You got to be you when niggas tell you you the worst podcaster, my nigga. You got to be you when bitches like you. You got to be you when bitches hate you, my nigga. You know, just like with the baby, like nigga, you you went from the biggest, hottest motherfucking rapper to being practically fucking canceled. But it's like you still got to run your laps, my nigga, like you still got to run your race. You know, a lot of times, nigga, that's the difference between niggas who fall off and niggas who bounce back. You know, like I did that fucking episode of Potential Energy, my nigga. You know, it's like, nigga, you can get kicked in your ass and you can fall or you can get kicked in your ass and fight, my nigga. You know, and it's it's all into who you are. You know, it's all into how you look at your fucking self. You know, like pressure could bust that motherfucking pipe or it could make a diamond, my nigga. And it's all up to you. You know, at the end of the fucking day, a lot of it is personal accountability. You know, holding yourself accountable. You know, like with me, you know, shit went fucked up. You know, and I got to look at myself in the fucking mirror about why that shit went fucked up. I can't always blame outside factors on why things go good or bad for me, my nigga. You know, because again, if you can't look at yourself and honestly say, I fucked that up, you'll never grow, my nigga. You know, like if you can't really look at yourself and say, you know what? The reason I lost is because I wasn't as good as I should have been. You'll never grow, my nigga. You know, like, that's something that, you know, like, I'm big on teaching my fucking kids, my nigga. Like, you got to be able to see where you fucked up at, my nigga. Like, you can't always say, oh, it was this person's fault. Oh, this didn't go right because it was this person's fault. Because it's like, you'll never grow. It's like if you watch game film and you miss a shot, you know, and and you pretend that you missed a shot because 
the fucking hoop move to the left or, you know, oh, that nigga was in my way. That's why I missed the shot. Like, no, nigga, you missed the shot because you missed the shot. My nigga, you missed the shot because your aim was off. You know, if you don't say, oh, I fucked that up, you'll never say, I need to improve on that. That's accountability. When you have accountability, you can say, okay, next time I won't make that mistake. Next time I won't do that wrong. I did that wrong. So now I'm going to do that right. When you don't have no accountability, you just feel like you're doing everything right. You know, like this is something that I tell people about, like having yes men in your corner. A yes man is the worst type of friend to have in your fucking life. If you got a friend that can't hold you accountable, if you got a friend that can't tell you you fucked up, that's not your fucking friend. Any motherfucker who can't tell you, nigga, you made a mistake, any motherfucker who can't tell you fucked up, nigga, that's a that that's a, a, a fucking that's a fancy ass enemy. Like you need somebody in your corner to tell you you blew it. You shouldn't have did that shit, my nigga. You wrong right there, my nigga. You know, because sometimes us as people, my nigga, sometimes we can't always tell when we fucked up. You know, a lot of the mistakes that we make as people, we made that mistake because we didn't understand that it was a mistake. Sometimes you need that person on the outside to tell you the mistake that you made, to point out where you fucked up at, to point out where you went wrong at. You know, like somebody to fucking hold you accountable, my nigga. Like, that's the reason that there's a coach in basketball, football. That's the reason there's a coach off the court. Because there need to be somebody from the outside to tell you on the inside, hey, my nigga, you did that wrong. You know, and we got to embrace shit like that. Like, we got to embrace accountability. Like, as much as it warms my heart for a motherfucker to tell me, that I'm the best podcaster, like, trust me, my nigga, like, that shit, like, low-key made my week when conversations with Lamp said that shit because, like, y'all niggas done heard on this, you know, on this fucking show multiple times. Like, I got the utmost respect for, for conversations with Lamp. That nigga Lamp is the dopest fucking interviewer that I've heard, my nigga. Like, Lamp is a goddamn beast with that shit. Just like Shan, my nigga, like, Shan is a fucking beast with this shit. You know, like I told y'all, nigga, I be hearing her shit. That shit be making me not even want to record no more. Like, nigga, she done said everything I was going to say on that fucking topic. Fuck it. I might as well not even do this shit, nigga. I might as well just play one of her shows and just intro the motherfucker. Hey, good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. Listen to Shan. She going to say it. And then do my outro after my nigga. Like, she a beast with it like that. You know, but like the thing is, even when these people are giving me high praise, I got to remain level-headed because these same people, if my shit was trash, I'm sure Shan would be like, mm, that episode wasn't all that. You know, like I got homeboys like that, like my cousin, you know, and I've talked about my cousin on this show, nigga. My cousin, nigga, that, that nigga is, is practically my built-in accountability partner. Nigga, my cousin Lil Mike be quick to tell me some shit that I did was garbage. Nigga, sometimes I be, you know, like... I jokingly call this nigga a hater. I tell them all the time, nigga, you my biggest hater. You a fucking hater, my nigga. The nigga's not a hater. The motherfucker just hold me accountable, my nigga. I can't always assume that every outfit that I wear is the dopest shit. Nigga, sometimes I thought I looked good when I left the house, but I looked like shit. The shit was trash. Sometimes I do an episode and I might feel like that shit was dope. Nigga, the shit was trash. Nigga, sometimes I buy something, I think the shit look dope. The shit is trash. It's life, my nigga. We make mistakes. And even if you feel like what you did wasn't a mistake, take the fucking criticism, my nigga. I take criticism as a gift, my nigga. Like, I appreciate criticism. Something that I tell people all the time, dog. Something that you'll hear from me a lot. Like, if you ever become a personal friend of mine, somebody who I consider to be a friend, somebody who I consider to be a confidant, somebody who I have a real relationship with, I tell people all the time, please hold me accountable. I appreciate accountability. I appreciate somebody correcting me. I appreciate somebody telling me, you know, not to do something. Somebody telling me that something that I did was incorrect. Even if I push back, you know, because this is something about me personally, something that you'll learn about me if you ever get to really know me. When you are telling me that I do something wrong, I'm going to argue with you. Straight the fuck up, my nigga. Like, I'm going to be like, no. This is what I meant. No, this is how I was trying to do it. No, this is what I was doing. 
even though I'm pushing back, I still appreciate the fact that you stepped out and told me that what I was doing was wrong. Because a lot of times, even if I argue back, I still appreciate what you told me. I still take heed to what you told me. A lot of times, I still take the criticism. I'm just an arguing ass nigga, so I'm going to argue anyway. But I appreciate the fact that you had that argument with me. I appreciate the fact that you was willing to correct me. You was willing to put me in my place about certain shit. You know, because like I tell motherfuckers, you know, just like biblically, my nigga, like they say, spoil the rod. I mean, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child, my nigga. You know, God love you. That's why God correct you. You know, if I didn't love you, I'll let you just fuck up. If you wasn't really my homie, I'll let you make all the mistakes, my nigga. Like I said about fucking yes men. You know, like a lot of times when I hear a garbage ass album, one of my fucking things that I always say when I hear a whack ass album, like how the fuck was it 25 niggas in the studio and they let this nigga put this bullshit out? How the fuck did all you niggas sit in that studio bobbing your head while this nigga was making this bullshit ass song? This nigga don't have no friends. You know, something that I be saying when I see a motherfucker out in public with a fucked up outfit. Nigga, sometimes when I see a woman in the mall and her track showing or like, you know, like she got like nappy shit in the middle and then her shit be real wavy. But you can still see the naps like her closure wasn't closing or like her baby hair is like right here. And then she got like a little skin gap and then her regular hair. Like you can tell somebody fucked her shit up like, man, that bitch ain't got no friends. Why her friends let her walk out the house like that? You know, like how how the fuck did, did you get all the way out the door and didn't nobody tell you your shit was fucked up? Like how the fuck did nobody tell you you walked out the house? With a booger in your mustache You know Didn't nobody tell you Had fucking toilet paper On the back of your shoe My nigga How didn't nobody fucking tell you That you look fucked up You know like That's the fucking problem My nigga Yeah Shane I, I, I do know a lot I ain't, I ain't gonna front You know I got sisters and shit You know Shout out to my cousin Lil Mike His girl do hair So I know about You know Closures and baby hair And all that shit Like nigga But yeah You know like Yo, yo makeup not blended right you know, your motherfucking face is light skin, but your neck dark skin. Like, how the fuck nobody stopped you from making these fucking mistakes, my nigga? You know, like I said, you know, and it, it's funny. Like, whenever I talk about niggas, they pop into the live, nigga. You know, shout out my cousin Lil My God damn, nigga, you would come in this motherfucker with bad news. Like I told y'all about my cousin Lil Mike, my nigga. That's that. That's the nigga that holds me accountable in my life. Whenever I'm making mistakes, my cousin Lil Mike quick to fucking tell me, you fucked up. That's the nigga in my life who tell me I fucked up. And that's the reason that that's my favorite cousin. That's the closest nigga to me. If y'all ever see me in a picture with another nigga, it's my cousin Lil Mike. And that's like one of the main reasons because Lil Mike is always the nigga to hold me accountable. Lil Mike is always the nigga that could tell me that I did something wrong. You know, I respect that nigga's opinion. We got the utmost of fucking respect for each other. And this motherfucker just told me Draco got stabbed in the fucking neck at a concert. Man, y'all motherfuckers pray for Draco the ruler, dog. I really hope Draco all right, nigga. I hope that that nigga recovers from whatever the fuck happened because that nigga Draco, one of my favorite rappers, dog. I do not want to see nothing happen to Draco the ruler. But... Back to our regularly scheduled fucking program, my nigga. Don't allow no another person to change who you are, my nigga. Don't give nobody that much power, my nigga. Ladies, do not allow your baby daddy to turn you into a hoe. Niggas, do not allow your baby mama to turn you into a fuckboy, my nigga. Don't allow no another motherfucker to turn you into something that you wasn't, my nigga. Like, be who you are no matter what. You got fucked over by that person... Fuck that person and keep it moving, my nigga. Don't take it out on the whole opposite sex because one person fucked you over. I don't give a fuck if six people fucked you over. Like I said about personal accountability, my nigga. If every one of your baby daddies fucked you over the same way, the only fucking uh, um, common denominator is your ass. Don't say niggas is fucked up. Say the niggas I choose is fucked up. 
Don't say niggas ain't shit. Say the niggas I fuck with ain't shit. Say my taste ain't shit. Say the type of niggas I pick ain't shit. Like you got to start looking internally when you start having the same fucked up shit happen to you multiple times, my nigga. You know, like that's the fucking thing, dog. Like we got to stop looking at the outside world as the reason that we're fucked up. We really got to start taking personal accountability for why we are fucked up. You know, like self-awareness is a fucking superpower, dog. Like, my favorite thing about me on some real shit is my self-awareness. Like, one thing that I could honestly say, like, if I was to toot my own horn about who I am as a person, it ain't my fucking talent. It's not my fucking how I look. Like, it ain't how I dress. It's my self-awareness. My ability to say, you know what? I fucked up. You know what? I was wrong. You know what? I'm not good at this. You know what? These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Like me personally, like that's one of my things. Like I always try to work on my weaknesses. Like it's easy to say, oh, well, that shit just ain't for me. Or, oh, that's just whack. So I'm not going to fuck with that. Like a lot of niggas act like they don't like shit because it's whack. And a lot of times they don't like it because they not good at it. A lot of motherfuckers say, oh, I don't like it. You know, like niggas who don't fuck with black women. You don't fuck with black women because black women are less. You fuck with black women because you too much of a bitch to handle one. Like, keep it a hundred, my nigga. You know, it's like a motherfucker at the gym. Like, I don't like 300 pound weights. No, you just can't lift one, my nigga. Just leave it at that. Don't nobody just dislike black women, nigga. Black women is the, the greatest thing in the world, my nigga. Like, literally. Like, ain't nobody fucking with black women in no way, my nigga. Black women look the best. They just the best in general, my nigga. Like, I could never see myself with nothing other than a black woman. You know, shout out to all the other races of women. Like, I'm not down in none of y'all, but y'all just not fucking with black women, dog. Just, it's just the fucking facts, especially in my personal opinion. I love black women more than anything, my nigga. But a lot of niggas be saying, oh, black women got fucked up attitudes. Black women is this and black women is that. Like, you just ain't built like that, my nigga. Like, say that. Address that. Black women don't submit. Nigga, address why they won't submit to you. Because I've never had that problem, my nigga. Like, I've dealt with, with, with black women who are very aggressive. I've dealt with black women who are very strong-willed. I've dealt with black women who've had money. I've dealt with black women who come from a strong household, my nigga. And they've all had strong personalities, but they've all submitted because I'm that nigga. It ain't got nothing to do with them not wanting to submit. It's It got everything to do with you not being nothing worth submitting to. But again, as a person... You got to look internally as to why women won't submit to you. You got to look internally as to why your interactions with women in general don't go right. Because a lot of these same niggas that be saying the black women won't submit end up with a woman of another race and that woman won't submit. They end up with a, a, a woman of a whole third other race and that woman won't submit. No, nigga, you're just weak as fuck. And that's all the fuck that is, my nigga. But all in all. You know, to put a bow on everything. It's all personal accountability. It's all looking inside as to why those outside things are affecting you. As to look at why a lot of these outside things are happening. You know, and the thing is, we don't have control over everything that happens to us. But we have the ultimate control over how we react to it. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the new sanctuary once again. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts. The Sports for You podcast, Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. with um, John Watson, Young Mark, and Nick Motherfucking Freeze. 
the Too Much Game podcast, nigga. I, I run these motherfuckers on Saturdays now. Y'all niggas know, nigga. Don't even look for a fucking particular day no more. Just look out for this motherfucker. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to this motherfucker, my nigga. It'll be there. Um, you know, check me out on Latte Java Drips. Um, I think my day is like Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I'm going to have to write all that shit down, but y'all niggas check me out on Latte Java Trips. Um, follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite on Twitter and Instagram, at Too Much Game Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, Google me, my nigga, Linktree slash Uncle Dolomite, or no, it's Young Dolomite, my bad, I'm fucking up. But um, to get the merchandise, you know, y'all niggas see the sweatshirt I got on, and then there was base, um, Too Much Game Podcast dot store to get the merchandise. Um, I think that's it, my nigga. I'm getting this rust off. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much gain. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.